Hello, welcome back to Sarcasm Colored Glasses with your host, Jay. And um, today we'll be talking about something that um, I was inspired by. I kind of got the heads up from um, my buddy, Alex. He um, runs our sister podcast, Eye Pokes and Head Chokes, wrestling one. Check it out. Um, to really get, uh, talk about the this gallery thing that they're doing from The Mandalorian. It's funny because this, um, this series, you know, uh, it's a short series and supposedly just about one thing but it's really like it's a it's feeding so much and it's really only been one season with the second one coming out and so it's so funny to think that so much um is coming out of this and that's really what i want what i talked about initially is just how it's this gateway drug to so much of the star wars universe but um this new series that they have um mandalorian gallery they basically break down um you know like talking about everything that came from it and whatever, whatever, you know, I'm not going to review it. Just watch it. What else you got to do, right? Um, but this isn't about this. It's actually about one of the episodes, the second episode, and really just the last 10 minutes of it. Something that the, the director of the um, series, um, Dave uh, Filoni, I, Dave Filoni. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, he came from the uh, from Clone Wars, which, you know, again, so much story, right? So he was talking about, um, you know, the, the legacy of Star Wars and everything. And so this put this amazing point out, and this is, of course, all over the internet. So, of course, I have to talk about it, right? Um, so this, no, because obviously, because the prequels is usually everybody's least favorite, right? Um, it was, uh, you know, completely, well, completely different from the beginning and the end. Um, as far as everything goes, you know, uh, you know, you got complaints about stories, scripts, inconsistencies rampant and everything um and overused cgi yeah um but there's but you know he really and pointed out this one thing there that you know really how the prequels really just tied everything all together um you know despite all the inconsistencies just this one thing about the um in the phantom menace which is really everybody's least 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 favorite and it really um opens up to like something that's so amazing in that that really set you know really set everything going so the lightsaber fight with you know obi-wan and qui-gon versus darth maul how impactful that is and and you know is whatever you say about the movie that was an incredible battle you know that was uh especially coming off of you know we haven't seen star wars in you know a couple of decades and this is our first big battle you know even from you know your original ones nothing was fancy you know like there was just like the ding 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 it's very like you know um pirate pirates fighting you know so to see the jedi in their fullest you know form doing you know their flips and everything like that and then you have like two verse one and of course in that badass double lightsaber you know that is exciting so regardless of anything else that imagery right there is exciting in itself but the point that he made there is um the fact that qui-gon died in that well let's rewind because this and this is what he really takes back to that really you know that really like hits you right in that part in your head, right? So Qui-Gon finds Anakin, right? So he's the one who decides to, uh, you know, that's like, oh, you know what? This this kid is the chosen one. I'm going to bring him to the council. I'm going to train him as a Jedi. He's going to, you know, do all these things, fulfill the prophecy and everything, you know? So he's super excited about this. And, 
even when they tell him that, well, first off, like when he brings him back to the ship or when he's going to go get him, you know, Obi-Wan's like, why do I feel like you're bringing some bringing another pathetic life form on with us? You know, it's like he's like totally against it before even seeing him. Um, and, you know, basically to equate him to Jar Jar Binks, which is the absolute hated character in the entire legacy. Um, you know, I mean, that that's a really low impression, you know, and he hasn't even met the kid yet. So this is where his mindset is. And so... Qui-Gon is really that guy who he's he's already, you know, from meeting him, he's that father figure. You know, he tells him, he inspires him to do the racing. He believes in him. He says, hey, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. You know, and he says, you know what? I think you can. And he, he puts all his um, eggs in the basket to get this kid because he believes in him. He, he brings him forward and all that stuff that really... Anakin is something, that's something that he needs and that he needed. Um, And so the fact that he dies and he lost it and that's, and that's, that's really what prevented him from becoming a good person. I'm not saying becoming a good person, but you know, he lost that father figure and he ends up being training by somebody who didn't want him in the first place that didn't want him to come. And when the council said no, Obi-Wan agreed. He said, you know what? They say this guy is dangerous. Why are you wasting your time? And you know, he's like, no, he's not dangerous. You have to. He's saying, you know, it's, you know, that thing of like the that kid that, you know, yeah, you sense there's something wrong with them, but you give him the right guidance. You put him in the right path. You know, it's like he's at risk. Right. And so instead of leaving him to be on the streets to go do whatever, it's like, no, you take him, you take him and you show him the right way to go. And but, you know, Obi-Wan was just like, he's like, no, it's like it's a waste of time. And then when, you know, Qui-Gon dies in that um, and Obi-Wan, he, and he tells him, he's like, He's like, you have to watch him. He is a chosen one. You have to do this. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing, but he's doing it out of obligation, not out of love, not out of like even believing in what he said, um, because he was never on board. So you're talking about being raised by somebody that did not want you. And the fact of like, not even just not wanted, but the, the person that did want him, he's like completely against his feelings for him. So, you know, and they they grow and, you know, obviously, like, you know, when you're in the second movie, then they're like they're like brothers. Right. You know, but they're like arguing brothers. You know, they're even through the Clone Wars series, everything. There's always a battle between them. And so because he never agrees with Anakin, he's he's like, no, you're too much this. And then, you know, and Anakin gets pissed off and he's like, oh, he's too judgmental. He's always this everything. And, you know, and all those things that lead to the dark side, you know, like. They say, like, you know, fear, anger, um, clinging on to things, all of that is, you know, it's built up. And it's built up because Obi-Wan is not Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon would have been less rigid with things and he would have, you know, like, you know, I, I see that. I, Qui-Gon kind of would have, like, if he was having dreams about his mother, he'd be like, you know what? Let's sneak out there, see that she's okay, and and move along. You know, he wouldn't be like, you know, just push this aside, push this aside, which is like all the things because Qui-Gon saw all those things wrong with the Jedi. Like, you know, and when he finally does turn and he's, you know, he's talking to Padme about it, he's talking to um, Obi-Wan about all this stuff. He's talking about 
oh, all the like, oh, the lies to the Jedi. I see this, you know, and I feel like they're against me. And all that, he feels like Qui-Gon felt that too, you know? So he saw that. So if he raised him, he would have, you know, it wouldn't just be him against the world. It would be, you know, he'd have, you know, this father figure like saying, it's like, yeah, you know what? This is, this is, this is wrong with what the Jedi is wrong with this, but we have to stay on our path. You know, we have to work however we can do to do what the right thing is, regardless of what's going on. And, um, but that was gone from his life. So, you know, it just pushed him and pushed him until he finally did turn. And then when he turned, then it was just all, all for it, you know? And so, but that was like the start of it. And then in Return of the Jedi, at that last moment where, you know, Luke is fighting with Darth Vader and everything like that, you know, how seeing how, and in this, and before I get onto that, I'd like to say that I've been saying this about Luke for years. Okay. So Luke never, never would have beat Darth Vader if he did not give into his hate. He was, you know, the whole thing is like, you know, he's sitting there and he's, uh, you know, the whole thing. And it's very comical because, you know, the emperor, they're just basically, you know, here's your arch enemy, the guy who you're out there to kill. And then your father, who Obi-Wan and everybody told you that you have to kill to become a Jedi. And you're just in a room chilling together, right? watching your friends die and everything and they keep being those moments where luke's kidding he's pissed off because the emperor keeps egging him on he's like oh you want to save your friends it's like okay you know whatever and like and because he feels his anger and stuff but then and it's always the comical part about it is because every time he's about to do something emperor opens his mouth and he says oh yeah yeah no stroke that anger yeah strike me down do it then you're gonna be on the dark side and he's like well i don't want to be in the dark side so no i'm not gonna do what you say so but but inside he wants to and eventually you know he can't take it anymore and he draws his lightsaber and they start fighting because he gave in um if he was going the peaceful route of the jedi you know if it was yoda's path yoda would have said you know what if they're meant to die they're meant to die and i'm gonna let go and he would have never been bothered but no luke actually he was emotionally attached and you know and so he got pissed off and then he started going and then when he finally does it, like, you know, when he was hiding, he said, no, I'm not going to fight you, whatever. And he starts talking about Leia and all of this stuff. And so he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You stay away from my sister. And then all the rage comes out. You know, it's all those things like, you know, you fight with your sibling and everything. But then as soon as somebody else talks about him, it's like, hell no. And then so, you know, Luke comes out, starts beating the hell out of Vader. And tell he's like, and again, here comes a comical moment. He is down on the ground and he is ready to just, you know, he's giving up the whole thing of like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to save my father. My father tried to come after my sister. Hell no. I'll beat his ass down and cut his arm off and whatever. And you know what? He asked for it. But no, Emperor has to step in and he's like, ha, ha, ha. see, you did what I told you to do. There you go. You know, take his place, whatever. And then, you know, full circle comes down. He's like, wait a minute. And he gets this rush and he's like, okay, you know what? What am I doing? And you know, and it's like if the emperor kept his mouth shut, he probably would have just done it, you know. Um, but his father in that same situation, you know, when he's telling him, he's like, you know, kill him, kill him, go ahead. And he knows it's wrong, but he does it anyway. And then he does it ap- but because nobody ever told him anything else. Um, and I think if Obi-Wan was awake at that moment when 
he had Dooku in that position, he would have, he, he, one, he would not have agreed with him killing him. And he probably would have had a different perception afterwards if he, you know, had seen the way that he, Anakin did kill him. Because that was an execution. That was not like, um, oh, you know what? I killed him in the heat of battle. It's like, no, he won. He was down on his knees and the Emperor said, kill him. And he was torn and just said, why not? And, but, and he felt bad about it, but, you know, he's got the emperor talking to him. So it's, it's funny how, you know, it's like he's in his ear, but then he's in, you know, Luke's ear and Luke is like, no, I don't want to do what this guy is telling me. I know that that's wrong, but you know, and he's doing this stuff. But as soon as he says something, it's like, no, this doesn't sound right. Um, but you know, Anakin never had that guidance, that proper guidance to really say that, you know, to know that when something doesn't sound right and the things that seem fishy that you need to start questioning it. So um, at that point, you know, he says, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go the Jedi route and, um, you know, you need to kill me for it. Go ahead and kill me. But I'm going down as a Jedi. And at that moment, and that's where Anakin is redeemed, right? Because he um, it comes full circle because he decides to be the father that he never had. And so he's like, you know what, here is my actual son. And, you know, doing something that, you know, proud of and that I couldn't have done. And I was in this position and I didn't do. And, you know, he's here begging for his life because, you know, he's being lightning blasts and whatever. And he could just stand there and say, he's like, oh, you know what, this is the way the dark side, you know, whatever. But he said, no, it's like, I need to step up. And I need to do what I didn't have. And that's when he became a father, like at that moment, you know, his savior. And so when that comes full circle to the whole thing of him losing his, um, well, his surrogate father and, you know, his mother died later on. So he never had that since he was a little boy. He basically never had that. And so that, that I find that that's like fascinating. And I think that a lot of people are finding that fascinating as well, because, you know, like I said, the Phantom Menace was something that everybody was completely like, I hate this movie, politics, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, yeah, there's some cool lightsaber things or whatever. But like to really like nail it in there as far as like, it was like you know what, they did have. You know, despite all the inconsistencies, there was something in there that was deep down, um, really brought everything full circle. And that's and when we're talking about prequels and sequels and remakes and everything, that's really what you want to do. You want to, um, everything needs to be connected. So even though this is something that was not thought of previously, you have to make sure that it is, that it comes off as something that was thought of. And so that little part there and it's funny because it's just a lightsaber scene but it's everything and, and something's very interesting about that too is anakin never saw that he wasn't there when that happened like how much more of a difference would it have been if he was you know like a viewer like if he was watching them battle it out um instead of being up in the, in the space plane space plane starship um if he he was there and saw Qui-Gon you know get killed in front of him would that probably would have been like you know the whole thing of his mother dying his arms like flash forward right there like he would have went like full-on Vader at that moment and then but then if you think about it then really everybody would like you know what no nope this kid does not need a lightsaber um sorry my friend you are not learning the ways of the force uh, so you know 
they uh, have as an off scene thing. But, you know, it's curious to see like how how he took the news when Obi-Wan told him. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm taking over because Qui-Gon's not here. And, you know, and the fact that he has to deal with the loss himself, like, which, you know, maybe he never really did. Maybe that's why he's like so really, you know, like, I don't want to say ambivalent towards Anakin because they do become close, but just never really what he needed. Um, so anyway, so yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, this is like, the, and this is, this is where I really miss those times of like, you know, hanging out with your friends and stuff. Cause this, this whole thing is, um, the, this gallery really, that's what it is. Um, it's a bunch of people sitting in a room and talking about star Wars and, you know, it's like their experience with it. It's like, yeah, you know, like when I first went to return of the Jedi, this is what I felt. And, you know, when I had this and then to be on the scene and talking to George Lucas and all this stuff and, you know, and everybody's going back and forth and stuff. And, you know, it reminds you of that time when you're hanging out with your buds, you know, and, you know, you're, you're talking about, yeah, you know what, this scene in Star Wars, this is what did it for me. And, you know, and this uh, implies that, you know, I mean, it's fun talking to you guys, you know, but it's uh, it's pretty awesome to have things going back and forth. And so in this new world and everything, you know, maybe we'll start doing like, maybe they're like podcasts, like video chats or something, Zoom calls or something. I don't know how it goes, but I don't know. I think it's just really cool to have this gallery thing to see, um, you know, people that are like you up there and, but they're like the directors and stuff. And that's what makes, and again, that's what makes Mandalorian so important because it's not just somebody trying to milk money off of Star Wars. It's a bunch of fans who want to expand the universe, who want to draw things from all of this legacy that has been out there already. And so that's what makes this so, so, so incredible and get you so hyped up about something that's been one season. And, you know, you got the second season coming and everything like that. And I feel like it's really going to be like, you know, beyond popcorn, we're going to sit there with our eyes like, all like you know like the japanese anime characters where that are huge eyes and they're just like oh my god this is so good this is so crazy you know especially with all the talks of everything that they're already is going into it and who's going to be in there what characters are being drawn out of clone wars um <laughs> amazing so um yeah so what are your thoughts on this um do you feel like it was just a lightsaber battle do you feel that it is something that really shaped the entire um next six movies <laughs> um and uh let me know you know drop some comments hit me up on twitter um hjism or um i am using um instagram a little bit more hashtag spelled out um hashtag jism and um otherwise um i hope you are seeing clearly and you got your prescription filled until next time